and as I see fit throughout the uh, throughout the episode, it'll be kind of yeah. mailbag style. I'll tell you who asked it, where it came from. Oh and, gosh, um, you just give me give me whatever answer you want to give me. We'll okay. go from there. I'll let you talk. And um, you're already a better uh, host than me because you said you're going to let me talk. So yeah, well, I mean, I've only got I've only got one shot at this. Okay, I've got producers and stuff I need to impress if I want to have <laughs> any kind of like interviewing career. So. Uh, I'm going to make this the intro since, uh, for the record, uh, I only, it was my idea to do this, but I, it was contingent on me having final edit privileges because otherwise I would never have agreed to do this or I would never have suggested doing this. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it all day. Yeah. drop in you good hopefully i won't cough during this cheers cheers delicious all right hello world welcome to a special 99th edition of the flores and friends podcast my name is steven vastola and today we're going to be changing things up a bit as i will be joined by longtime host and now guest of his own show, Mr. Jonathan Samuel Flores, or J Flo, as I hear the locals call him. Uh, a little bit about how the show is going to go, though, in, in all seriousness. We're going to talk about the pod, how it came to be. Uh, we're going to delve deep, but maybe not that deep, into John's mysterious life. And uh, later I'll ask him a series of fun and interesting questions I've collected for some of his previous guests, uh, who wanted to throw a few back at him. Uh, we've got a fun show lined up for you guys today, and hopefully you enjoy. Uh, so without further ado, our guest slash host slash whatever you want to call him, because at the end of the day, it is his show. Welcome, Mr. Jonathan. Thanks for uh, having me. Longtime listener, first time caller. Uh, I'm really excited. This is not the first podcast I've been a guest on. Shout out to Clark and his pod, but uh, super excited. Um, Willen. I am very. I've been looking forward to it all day to have the roles reversed and the shoes on the other foot. Um, so, and I'm so glad you said you were willing to do this because there was no one else. I was really even really considered asking to do this. So, I'm ready. Oh my, oh I'm my ready. God. You were not screenshotting that, but I'm ready. <laughs> I've got all kinds of stuff ready to go. All right, so let's let's start. You talked about pause. Let's let's start there. Um, so this is episode 99. I know you've done a few mini episodes here or there that you don't really count. But officially, this is this is episode number 99. Um, personally, I feel like that is a major achievement because I don't know how I would have done all the work that I know that you have done to get past like five. So the fact that you are a 99, and it's, like I said, probably more than that because of the mini episodes. Uh, how do you feel? How what, to do this for this long? Um, well, it's a, it's an interesting question. Uh, I, I feel great. Uh, I haven't really accomplished much of anything in my life, uh, not to get heavy here, but like, I am proud of the fact that I stuck with this because I'm not gonna lie, there were several times, several times that I was like, why am I doing this? This is dumb. I shouldn't be doing this. Nobody's listening. Uh, but I am, I am glad I stuck with it because I've had so much, like you said earlier, it's a lot of work, but it is so much fun. Like, it's like the, the all the bullshit that you have to deal with, the timing, the scheduling, all the coordinating, like 
managing it, editing it, just editing is the worst. Uh, it is so much fun. And yeah, 99 is a lot. It really didn't sink in for me. Like 99 is a lot. Like 100 is the last episode. Uh, 99 is a lot. But it really didn't sink in to me until I reached 50. 50 episodes. God, when was that? I think that was 2019, maybe 2018. Uh, you have to, I'll, I can put it in the show notes. But uh, yeah, when I, reached, when I reached 50, I was like, I've done 50 episodes and like we're talking about hours of like work and conversation. So that was like the big one. And everything else has kind of been like, oh, 60, oh, 75, oh, 90. Now we're at 99. But like 50 was the big one. Um, and that was like I think that was a really important episode for me. But I don't we don't even go into exactly why. But like that was a big one. Uh, and I was just like, holy shit, dude, I've. 50 fucking episodes so i'm very excited i'm very proud of what all the work we've done i'm so grateful to everybody who's contributed whether being a guest or just like listening or being supportive so like i i it's it's quite an accomplishment i'm 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 not a proud person but i am extremely proud of this show oh what 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 are you most proud of uh with it is it just that you you were able to do it this long or yeah that i stuck with it um I'm proud that, like, I've been kicking it around, and we may get into this when you ask me more about the origin of the pod. Um, I was – I'd been kicking around for a few years before I moved to Austin, and I finally did it. I just did it, and, like, I actually, like, looked into it. I researched. I put, like, time and energy into the prep, and then I eventually did it, and then, like, it turned out to not be as difficult as I thought it would be. And so I'm glad I just stuck with it, and then I, I really think that uh, – it may not be mar- it may not be like significantly, but I do think it's made me a better listener and a better conversationalist. And I'm just proud that like I I had an idea, I, I executed it, I started it, I kept going with it. And I'm just proud that like it's not terrible. Like it's obviously not it's nothing spectacular. Uh like it's not like a lot of people listen to it. A good a good chunk of people, like I was looking at the stats before we got on today uh on the soundcloud and you know just that like a few several thousand people have listened to the this endeavor like that's that's really heartwarming and i appreciate it because you know it's just it's just me and some friends just goofing off really so you know let me let me cut in there these uh these thousands of people that listen to it or is this just individual views like thousands of views or is these actual different people i don't know what the the stats actually tell you yeah well that's a great thing that I can get into that uh, I don't talk about enough. Uh, I stopped looking at the stats a long time. Or okay, I didn't stop looking at the stats, but I stopped really caring about the stats a long time ago. Like I was like, this is pointless to me. This is meaningless to me. So it's a thousand. It's I think it's like over eleven thousand listens. So like you don't know if it's eleven thousand unique individual people. It's probably not. It's probably like a few thousand instead of eleven. But on the stats, the insights on SoundCloud, first off, shout out to SoundCloud, uh, $15 a month for like seven years now. Uh, you guys got your money's worth. That's, I use SoundCloud to host all the episodes. Uh, it's great. They've never given me any trouble. Um, and so uh, this, the views, the listens are individual listens. I don't know if it's individual people, but again, like I said, I don't care. Like I, I stopped caring about that so early in the game. And I thought that was quite liberating if I made – frank sir okay um 
in your time with the pod, do you have do you have any regrets? Anything you wish you would have done differently? Yeah, uh, I, I, even though I do plan a lot of them, I was I did procrastinate on a lot of episodes. Uh, I did. There's out of the ninety nine. I'm not just saying this today. I'm saying this like legitimately. Out of the ninety nine, I think there's only two or three that I think are genuinely bad. Like, I was just like, God, that was a bad one. I did not put the, I was not prepared. I didn't select a good guest. No disrespect to the guest. I just, I, it wasn't that they were necessarily bad. It's just that I wasn't bringing my A game, so they couldn't bring their A game. Um, What's another big regret? Uh, Not checking the sound levels, not checking the audio equipment, not hitting record or like, just not being prepared enough. I think those are some of the biggest things. Regrets. There is one regret. We know her. I'll bleep out her name here. Uh, she doesn't go by this name anymore. Uh, but her name is. Uh, I I regret to this day. There's two. Okay. There's two people I regret. One is. Uh, I asked. I never invite. I never asked her. I always wanted to have her on, but I never did. And then I have another friend who's a comedian in New York, and I asked him to do it a long time ago. Um, and he. We couldn't make it work. Like there was a scheduling thing and I never followed up and got him back on because I think that that's like those are the two guests I think that I never had on that I really wish I could have had on because I really would have loved those conversations. But, you know, it just doesn't always work out. I've only actually, fun fact, only had one person tell me no. I've asked one person once and that person was like, no, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Everybody else. It's either just falling through or scheduling conflicts or whatever, or everybody's like, absolutely, I'll do it, whatever you want. So, okay. So I got a let's we'll lighten it up a little bit here. Uh, sure. I got a question from uh, from Justin, uh, one of the one of the your previous guests. Everybody knows Justin, Justin, yeah, who uh, who submitted a question to me here. Um, and this has to kind of do with what you were just talking about. Um, but let's say you had a sponsor for your hundredth episode. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing his question to make it fit here. Mm. Let's say that you had a sponsor who said, John, we've listened to your podcast. We love it. We okay. want to give we want to give you whatever you need to get whatever guest you want. We'll pay whoever we'll pay whatever needs to be paid in order to get you this guest. Wow. Who are you taking? Oh, God, Justin, if you're listening to this, man, it's a great fucking question. I've literally never thought of this. Holy shit. Uh, pay anything. Uh, well, okay, so I have to th- – I've, n- I've literally never thought about this, so I have to, like, walk it out real quick if you'll indulge me. Like, it would be – it would have to be, like, someone I wouldn't feel I was wasting their time, someone I could feel like I would, wouldn't would be too nervous around. Like, I was like, President Obama. No, that's, like, an hour out of that man's time that is not worth it, and I wouldn't be able to, like, actually talk to him and, like, a normal person. Um, and, and plus of course, I they have to be living. They have to be alive, obviously. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I wouldn't want the Secret Service digging into my, like – background so that's he's off the list you know okay I, I think i know i think i really know uh and he was an inspiration behind this he's the one he's one of the first people that ever got me thinking that podcasting was a thing i could do uh it would probably be kevin smith uh the, the director the actor the writer in also really famous podcaster i would love to have him on because i i would be nervous around him because i i idolize that man i love that man i love his work 
but I feel like, you know, after like an initial like 10 minutes of awkwardness, I think I could like sit down and talk to him. And he would do most of the talking. And those are the best guests, the ones that do most of the talking. So he's the one I would be like, hey, man, you got an hour. Maybe he talks a lot. So it would probably be two hours. Uh, and I talk a lot. So it would be it would be extensive. So I think that, yeah, I would ask uh, my good friends at Red Bull uh, Incorporated to sponsor the pod for an episode. And I would want Kevin Smith to come on. And talk to him for an hour and just I would like just talk about his movies and his work and I would like talk about how much he means to me and how like how positive an influence he's been on so many people and like just thank him for like there were several other people who kind of inspired me but like he was like probably the first one that was like you can do this it's not as it's not that difficult you can just do it it's it's a couple mics and like you know some recording equipment or some recording software it's not that difficult so yeah Kevin Smith okay um so kind of a kind of a follow-up to that um another one here from justin uh it's another good one if you could be a guest on another pod oh yeah whose pod would you want to be a guest on so that's another good god damn it justin you're killing it tonight man uh and you're doing a great job too i haven't i didn't mention that off the top but you're doing great as well steven um let's see uh i listen to several pods most of them sports related uh my favorite pod is a duo, and I would want to insert myself because I I wouldn't want to mess up their like their uh, dynamic. You know, I was just listening to it earlier today. One of my favorite podcasts is the Bomani Jones. The right Bomani Jones is the right time. It's his podcast with ESPN. It's one of my favorite pods ever. I think I listen to it every day it drops, like the day it drops. I think he's so great. I think he's brilliant. He does three episodes a week, and Wednesdays are his guests. Like, I don't think I could do a full episode, but, like, if he was like, hey, I need 30 minutes, I could be like, all right, we could talk for 30 minutes. Like, I would love to talk to him. He's a big – he doesn't root for the Falcons anymore, but he hates the Saints. So I would love to talk to him about that, and, like, we could talk about the Falcons blowing that 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. And that's the – that's where I would be like, he's way smarter than me, and I don't really know if I could, like – hold a conversation with him but that's the one i would love to try one day like if that would you know dreaming yeah so no i like that um okay let's uh let's let's scoot away from the pod um a little bit we can still talk about it uh, sure, sure, sure. i know that it's, it's got something to do with this but um you have a very interesting in my opinion set of friend groups uh mainly because like you have your friends back home Yep. Yeah, like you know, your 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 actual like Nola friends are the 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 few you still talk to and yep. from high school. You've got your Baton Rouge friends, me, Morgan, Ben, all them, and and you've got some of your Austin friends now. Yeah. And from what I know about you, you tend to kind of pick and choose what you like to reveal to people about your life, and that's and that's totally fine. You can be private yes. about it, but. Um, I don't I feel like where we lack a little bit is I don't really feel like I know John since before I met you. And I feel like the people in Austin probably feel the same way about when they met you. So what was life like for you growing up with with Kev? Um, were, were you still the same guy you are now? Were you were you were you a jackass? Were you were you a, were you a church boy? What what you know, just trying to get a feel for who who was John before we all met him? I think that um, I'll do my best to answer this question. I feel like it's hard to recall because it was a long time ago. But uh, I think the two people who could probably give the better answer to this question is my mom and my brother. My mom, Kathy, and obviously Kev. You mentioned him earlier. Uh, 
but I think I've always been the same. Um, I'm a very, I, I, I share a lot online. I share a lot with my friends, but I am profoundly a deeply, deeply private person or like I'm, I'm, I'm very controlled and, and managed and compartmentalized. And I, what you were speaking to earlier, it harkens back to a conversation I had a long time ago with my mother about how she, she said I wasn't different people around, I wasn't a different version of myself around different people, but you, but she did say you're like, if your friends were on a plate, you don't let the carrots and the peas touch. Like you kind of like keep them separate. And I, I, I have always been that way. Like I've always been like, I remember as a kid, I would go to school obviously, and I'd have my school friends. And then I would have obviously my cousins who I was very close with. And then like every summer I'd usually go to summer camp or I would go somewhere for the summer and then I would have those friends. And like, I, I I've always been that way. Uh, it's all about like, it's all about compartmentalization for me. And I've always been very shy. I've always been a loner. That's another key. Th- so, so that's another key thing. I've always been a loner. Like I've always had friends, but I've never considered myself really Okay, I've always considered myself, I'll rephrase, I've always considered myself an individual. I can make friends, I can be amongst friends, I love my friends, I love you very much. Uh, But I've always been a loner, like I've always considered myself solitary, um, for better or worse. So I kind of mingle in between my friend groups that I, I, I think I've always considered it. And it's not a reflection on them, it's just who I am. It's really just who I am. I'm an introvert, I'm a loner, I've always been a fiercely individualistic, fiercely private person. Uh, I don't like people prying to my business, so I try and never pry into theirs. And yeah, it was. it's funny you mention that because like pre-pandemic, my 30th, uh, it was very wild because I had family come into Austin. I had friends come into Austin, and so I had – you were saying, like, Dalvin, my, who's been a guest on this pod. He's one of my high school friends. And then I had my brother and my sister-in-law, Gab, and you know their family. And then I had Ben and Morgan were in town. And then I had Austin friends in town, and we all got together at a bar to celebrate because that was one of my, my one drink of the year. And it was very weird. It was very weird. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time to reflect on it because obviously the world went to hell shortly after. But, like, it was very weird seeing everybody, like, interact. Like, they didn't – obviously, they didn't, like, talk about me or anything like that. They, you know, they held normal conversations like a normal group of people. But, like, it was very surreal seeing all these people, like, who were so different and I met under such different circumstances, like, actually intermingle and, like – converse and like actually get to know each other like dalvin dalvin was like oh yeah that's your brother i've always heard about him i'd never met him and kev said the same thing i was like oh so you're dalvin and like like uh ben and morgan had never met dalvin and i don't think i've ever told dalvin this i hope he listens to this morgan like had a crush on dalvin like for real for real like she was like oh my god he is so interesting and he's so cute and like i just think he's fascinating I'm like yeah he's a pretty cool guy that's why I, I i i haven't let him out of my life since we were 16 in homeroom uh so yeah it's it's but back to your question it's i've always been this way i i don't think i've changed that much uh i used to be really religious i'm no longer religious uh i used to drink a lot i don't drink anymore uh but i have gotten better about maintaining relationships uh as far as friend groups are concerned i know i'm running long on this answer but like I think the thing that has changed is like I've I've grown a deeper appreciation for those people who love me and that I love. So like I've been 
better about maintaining relationships because that's another reason why I have so many friends groups because I would like, you know, I I went to school in the West Bank. I went to high school in the East Bank. You know, I went to college in Baton Rouge and then I lived in Austin for seven years now, almost seven years now. And so I've 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 hopped around like I've I went to three different high schools by the second my second year of high school. So uh, I, I hop around. And so. I, I just I, I and then I let people go and I let people slide like like Justin who who asked this question we've been friends for twenty years and he's the only friend I have from that time like no no nobody else I actively keep in touch with so I, I I let a lot of friendships go and that's you know regrettable but that's just who I was at the time and so I've I've tried to maintain better friendships so you know for uh, for as much as you call yourself a loner it seems like you have a a lot of friends and um, a lot of people that care about you and um, i'm i'm sure that they are all listening at home or wherever they are uh, making sure that i tell you that they all appreciate you and love you um so just wanted to throw that out there Thank um you. it means let's, a lot. we'll we'll lighten it up a little bit uh, this question i got a question for you from anthony um my boy came through with the music questions. I needed them because because okay. if you know me, I, I'm not very I'm not very good in the music world. Yeah. Uh, he wants to know what album would you pick if you had to pick one? What album would you pick to be the soundtrack to your life? Oh gosh, god damn! Y'all are asking some hard ass questions, man. This is why I always sent you all the questions beforehand because like give you time to think. Oh man, I feel like I'm uh, on the spot. I wanted I wanted your raw reactions for all these. That's a tough one. Album. I'm a huge Beatles fan. I'm a huge Killers fan. I'm a huge Daft Punk fan. But I, I think I would have to go with... It's one of my favorite albums of all time. And I know as soon as we get off the phone or get off the Zoom chat or Skype chat, like I'm going to think of something better. But the immediate knee-jerk reaction answer off the top of my head is uh, Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. It's a glorious album. It's a historic album. It's like I could we could do an episode just on that each track. Like we could go through each track. We could do a whole episode on that album. I love that album. And uh, you know, it's it's so beautiful. Like I can't emphasize that enough. It's so beautiful and it's so eclectic. Like a lot of my music, I think my life and I think my music tastes especially are very eclectic. And that album, uh, while you know there's a running theme throughout that album. I think that it is an eclectic sound and it's such an innovative sound and production that like, I feel like it would fit a lot of the diverse experiences in my life. So yeah, pet sounds by the beach boys. Great album. If you've never heard it, I highly recommend it. You can't, I, 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 I would have a hard time finding someone who wouldn't be like, Oh no, that was good. Like even people who aren't into music, I think would enjoy it. Okay. Um, with that same group of people, uh, I don't know if you've ever had her on the pod. I don't think you have, but but Anthony's lovely girlfriend Meg. No, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you did or not, but no. she decided she threw in a question uh, that I, I that I thought was worthy to ask. Why are you single? Oh, uh, well, I can tell you exactly why. I've given it a lot of thought over the years. Uh, well, let's start light, and then I'll work my way to serious. Um, I am a loner, like I said. Um, I value my privacy. I value my alone time. I'm an introvert. I'm not, I have to take solace in my isolation. That's how I recharge like mentally. Um, and so uh, I don't, I've never felt the need for people to be around me all the time. Now that doesn't necessarily disqualify me from, you know, companionship, but it is, it is, you know, it can be a hindrance in that department. 
And uh, so the other thing is like I'll be I'll I feel like I'm man enough to admit this because I it's something I've been working on my entire life. I am deeply insecure uh, when it comes in romance. Uh, I have a lot of social anxiety. Um, I have a hard time putting myself out there because it's not that I have low self-esteem. I think I'm pretty all right. Like I think I'm, I, I would like to believe I have a fair assessment of myself. So I don't think I'm like the worst or I'm unlovable or unlikable or like on like w- that women wouldn't be attracted to me or like into me. Cause yeah, I've, I've been with girls and they've been into me and I've been into them. So yeah, it's, it's not unfathomable, but uh, I would say that like, I am deeply insecure that I, some of my choice in women have been quite questionable and the fact that like I don't I'm like how do I put this I am inherently skeptical of any woman that is actively interested in me so anytime a girl has shown interest in me I've kind of either squandered it or didn't didn't trust it so I yeah squandered it and every girl good girl that I have had in my life I can fairly say that either sometimes it was you know an opportune um I was seeing a girl right before I moved to Austin which was you know just poor timing but uh other times I've squandered it being a complete douchebag so you know I'm getting better uh but that's the long answer of just like you know I'm 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 a hard person to be with and I'm I'm working through my own bullshit when it comes to being a good dating partner and I'm seeing someone right now and like uh it's it's early that's why i haven't told you about it but i will tell you about it i am seeing someone right now and uh i'm i'm realizing a lot of these issues with myself so it's actually quite apropos that you asked me that um it's early but we're seeing where it goes so yeah that's that's i I hope maybe i hope you hope that's not a really too wordy of an answer but that's the best answer i got no, that's. I feel like that's probably the deepest answer I'm going to get out of you uh, all night here, giggity. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have, right. have we're going to have to talk about that soon. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I was hoping I was hoping that everybody would get something out of this, but heck, even I got something out of it. Yeah, for um, real. Just a just a quick answer here. Do you do you do do you work out? Do you do any exercises or anything? I haven't been to the gym yet this year. I mean, it's it's the end of January. I do like to run. Uh, I've always loved running, like on a treadmill. Uh, I've always loved running. I wish I would have done cross country or like something like that when I was in high school. But so big, big into cardio. Yeah, I, well, it's not even that I like. I'm I'm targeting anything specific. I just find running cathartic, and I find it very relaxing and very simple. And I've always been able to do it, and I've always enjoyed it because it's just it's it's liber- it's it really is relaxing and liberating. For various reasons, but like you said, that was a quick answer. So yeah, running is the only thing I actively do. Um, are there any? Well, I guess you kind of answered the question. Uh, Rachel wanted to know: Is there was any exercise classes you'd most and least like to attend? Uh, I have been invited to some. I've met some people in Austin that do them. Um, I I would love to. I'm just an incredibly lazy person. I've been a couch potato my entire life. Uh. I, I would I would like to get in yoga one day. I don't know if that qualifies an extra exercise class, but I would love to get in yoga one day. Um, and I know you should. Actually, I would recommend that you should. Yeah, I have a friend in Austin who teaches it, and he keeps telling me you can come to a class, man. You might enjoy it. I'm like, yeah, one of these one of these days I'll go. Uh, the one I think I oh well, CrossFit has that negative connotation, but I don't have anything against it. I guess like I would be it would my answer would for both would be yoga, but like normal yoga is the one I would want to try. But like hot yoga, 
I hate sweating and I sweat so easily and I don't like feeling gross and like that. So hot yoga is the one I would never want to do. That sounds miserable. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yoga, I think yoga would be the one I would be willing to try, but like, you know, again, I'm, I, I'm not that, I don't get a lot of fulfillment out of exercise, like mentally or psychologically. So that's kind of why I'm averse to it. That's fair. I actually don't know this one. Uh, another question from Rachel: What do, do you do? You read at all? Like, do you read books? Um, I have a stack of books I've been trying to get through. Uh, I don't know if you can see this. This is the one I'm working on right now. It's uh, "Meet You in Hell." It's a book about uh, Andrew Carnegie and Henry Clay Frick. I'm working on that. I usually go when I do go to the park when it's not really cold outside. Obviously. I usually take a book with me or when I go to the pool, I usually take a book with me to read and I'll do like, you know, a couple dozen pages or so when I read, but I have a stack of books I've been trying to get through. I finished normal people last year. That was a good one. I watched the TV series first and I really enjoyed it. So I, I read the book. Um, I do read, um, but I'm not an active reader. Like I, I like, I know people that are like vocif- vociferous readers and I am not, I've never been that guy. Although I do like reading. Um, is there anything uh, is there anything coming up maybe that's that's in the works um, that you would like to read next? Um, not really. Like I got a bunch of books for for Christmas. My brother got me a Quentin Tarantino book. My mom got me a storytelling book that I've been trying to that I've been on, that's been on a wish list for a while. I wanted to read that. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. Um, Oh, Ben just got me for my birthday. Ben Casson, also guest on the pod, got me this really cool. Uh, I think it's the first two volumes of the Amazing Spider-Man in a book, uh, and that looked really exciting. I really want to read that, but I got a lot of reading to do. But I used to read, actually, used to read a lot as a kid, mainly because we didn't have a. When I was growing up, we didn't have devices in our hands that had access to the entire internet and like all the videos man's ever created. So that 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 helped. Um, but I do. I, I will say I do not read. Fi- I do not read books very often. But I do read a lot of news articles, and I read a lot of like, you know, threads on Twitter and Reddit. Sports and I, stuff, you know. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of sports stuff. And I do read. I do consume. Okay, I'll I'll rephrase. I do consume a lot of news and information. I like to stay up on current events and politics and stuff like that. But it's not necessarily like books or reading like that. But I do read a lot. All right, so um, I, I feel like some people know this about you. Um, I, I, I assume that most probably do not. Um, that you have Crohn's disease. Yeah. Um, and that is something that you deal with every day on a daily basis. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about that? What it's like to to live with that, and uh, what what treatment and things that 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 you have to go through and do because I guess because you have it. Yeah, I. This is something I was telling Stephen off pod that like. It's something I need to do better about because, like, people have known me for years. Like, I think Justin – I didn't tell Justin until, like, 14 years into our friendship. Granted, I was diagnosed, like, five years into our friendship, but still. Uh, I don't talk to people about this. I don't talk about it because it's an uncomfortable conversation, and it is probably the worst thing about my life. I live a very blessed and privileged life. Um, I have a great support system. I have loved ones. I'm a white man in America. It's pretty sweet being me. Uh, but the worst thing about my life is my Crohn's. So I was diagnosed when I was 18, but I knew that something had been wrong for like since I was 15. Uh, but I didn't say anything because I didn't want to cause any trouble. And I just thought, oh, I just eat really bad. So 
uh, there's some wonky stuff going on down there. But like it was Mardi Gras 2008. Um, I got very sick. And we finally went to go see a gastroenterologist, you know, the person who deals with your plumbing down there. Um, and they were like, oh, yeah, you have Crohn's. I'm like, I think I had my first colonoscopy that day. I've actually had double-digit colonoscopies. Um, unfortunate uh, circumstance of having Crohn's is really the only way they can get in there to see unless they cut you open, which we don't want to happen. Um, but um, so, yeah, so, uh, so I, I was diagnosed when I was 18. I've had two bowel resections. Basically, they had to, like, surgically remove 18 inches. Yeah, 18 inches, I think, of my small intestine, um, which, you know, you have, like, 29 feet. That's not, you know, you got plenty to spare. But, you know, I have a very mild case. Like, it's – I know people. I've been around people. I've heard horror stories. Doctors have told me horror stories of, like, people who have it way worse than me. I don't really care to get into it because when I start to think about it too hard, it really scares me. So uh, – but, yeah, it is something, like you said, I deal with every day. Uh, it – I've learned to deal with it and manage my life around it, but it is something. It is a – the dictionary definition of a chronic condition It is something I have to deal with every day. And I've had to. Well, how does it? How does it? If you don't mind me cutting in, how does it affect you on a day-to-day basis? Uh, well, I don't know if anyone else gets those commercials where they see like uh, I don't know if anyone's seen like commercials. I can't remember what the fucking drug is, but like there are those commercials where they show like these people that are getting ready to do something, or they're getting ready to go like have like go do something right and then like the music change and the lighting changes and then they're like oh this happens when you have crohn's or ulcerative colitis basically like if i eat really poorly it's basically like a component of it is irritable bowel syndrome right and uh ibs so if i don't take care of myself or if i eat something wrong or i do something wrong where i'm not either drinking enough water or like not getting enough sleep or like not taking care of myself I will be close to bedridden for like at least a few days. Um, so it is all about – I'm not the healthiest person in the world, but it is about eating. This is why I don't eat dairy products on the regular, and this is why I really – one of the main reasons I had to stop drinking was because it was slowly destroying my insides. And this is why I don't eat certain types of food, like spicy food I have to avoid. Uh, so it is like a factor in my life. Oh, and the other thing is I need to know where the restroom is at all times. Like I'm like I need to know – where the restroom is and i have had to because i i asked for this uh i have had to use some of the grossest public restrooms you can imagine because there was no other option like let me tell you tiger stadium not really a great place for uh, facilities i'll just tell you i'll just leave it at that um, i was gonna ask you a natural natural tag along question what's the what's the worst public bathroom you've ever been in Tigerland was not Tigerland. Tiger Stadium, sorry, was pretty bad. Uh, I've had to use porta potties. Those are not fun. Those are. Ugh. Uh, what's another like? You know, when I've been on road trips or like been out, I like had to stop at some really, really like if there's an emergency situ- situation going on. Uh, I've had to really like just like the worst gas station pub restrooms. Oof, not really pretty. But I'll go. I'll go. Tiger Stadium was like twenty. 2009 2010ish maybe 2011 yeah those are like that was like the worst it was it was disgusting uh but you know the it, it never rains in tiger stadium and apparently toilets never get cleaned either so uh <laughs> shout out to tiger stadium shittiest restroom uh, yeah. to john uh well you know but um so that's that and the other 
the the thing I need to well, this is going to get super heavy. I, I know we're having a good time here, but this this is where it gets super heavy when it comes to Crohn's. Uh, you know, I've had surgeries; they're fine. It sucked, but it, they're fine. But the thing that I don't want to say Crohn's robbed me of because it was already slowly making its way out the door. But Crohn's was the thing that put was the nail in the final nail in the coffin when it came to my my faith and my belief in God. Um, I was already kind of agnostic when I was diagnosed. I, I, my, I didn't really I was religious, but I didn't grow up in an especially religious household. I went to Catholic school my entire life or almost my entire life. And Crohn's was the thing that really did it for me when it came to I do not believe in God anymore. And I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want the episode to devolve into like a theological, spiritual discussion here. But like, basically, it opened my eyes to the God that I thought I knew, the God that I believed in. There's no way a good and loving God would ever have this happen to someone, or in cases much worse than mine, with especially like little kids, like eleven year olds, twelve year olds, in and out of hospitals with surgeries and shit like that. It was. It was that, that I was like, there's no way a good and loving God would inflict this on anybody, on children, like especially children. That was the big thing. I was like, there's no way, like, there's no way. It, it cannot happen. I do not believe this. And I'm sorry if I'm upsetting anyone when I say this, but this, this is something I don't talk about very often because I, I learned not to be that obnoxious atheist. But like, it, it really did, Crohn's was like, that was the thing that did it for me where I was like, I, I, I do not believe there's a God anymore. Um, but you know, I, I do think that um, the good thing that's come out of Crohn's is that it has made me more compassionate about chronic conditions and people in pain and like try to understand pain and try to understand, you know, people in pain and like, you know, be patient with people, you know, like just just I, it has helped me be more empathetic and sympathetic and compassionate. So that's the good thing that's come out of Crohn's. And I, I think that's the best thing I can leave it off on. When I talk about Crohn's, it's like it, it really has helped me. It's been a lot, of, been very painful. It's been very gross, uh, but it also has helped me immensely. And in, in that respect, um, on the on the off chance that uh, one of our listeners uh, is maybe thinking that 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 maybe they might have it, what are what are some things that they can look out for? I guess as symptoms. Um, yeah. That that they might they might want to pay attention to to go get checked out. Um. Well, the other problem with Crohn's is that like a lot of autoimmune disease, a lot of autoimmune diseases and a lot of bowel disease, um, it is situational. Like people ask me, I get that question all the time when I, when I mention it to people, like what are your symptoms? And I've talked to people who also have Crohn's and we have differing symptoms. So I, I'd like to say that there's like a blueprint, like there's a checklist. There are checklists, but like not everybody's Crohn's and ulcerative colitis are the same, but there is overlap. So I'll I'll just say that like, if you feel that like eating food upsets your stomach, if you feel that you are going to the restroom too frequently, um, if you feel that like a big thing is like uh, your skin coloring, like that's a big thing. Like if you're pale, like a lot, like th that's a symptom of like Crohn's and I guess just like a bunch of diseases, but I'll stick to Crohn's. But like paleness, that was something I always suffered from. Um, lethargic, uh, not, not feeling enough energy, not feel like you're being nourished. Like, you know, you lack nutrition, even though you're eating normally, um, you know, pain, exhaustion, a lot of like draining symptoms and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's, it, it could be a, like anyone suffering from that. I, I just described several different, it could be several different things, but those are some of the things that I experienced 
uh, when I was like 15, 14, 15, 16 of like, well, this isn't normal. Um, underweight, that's another thing. Like a lot of people with Crohn's, not everybody, but a lot of people with Crohn's are underweight. I was underweight my entire life um, until I hit 25 and that metabolism slowed down. Um, what's another thing? Um, just stuff like that. Like IBS is the big, big red flag. Like if you have IBS, you might also have ulcerative colitis or Crohn's. Or you may just have IBS because it is its own syndrome. So that that kind of stuff. But like, you know, just watch what you're eating. Say something if you feel wrong. That's a big thing I tell people is like if you feel sick, tell somebody. Because I went years without telling anybody and it bit me in the ass. And my life would have been so much better if I had spoken up way earlier. Um, but, you know, you live and you learn. So those are the, some of the things I – if you know, I would be on the lookout for. All right, we'll kind of we'll kind of reel it back in. Um, yeah, it's a little heavy there. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, that's okay. We're we're you know we're here right now to to talk yeah. about you. Anything that you want to talk about? Sure. Um, this episode uh, out of the 99 or 98 you've done so far is is about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of your Crohn's because your Crohn's disease is I think you would say probably the top one or two reasons why you stop drinking. Yep. Um. So my question is, uh, you've been you've been sober now for how many years? Remind me. Five years. This February tenth. Five. Five years. Golly. Well, I okay. Can I, can I can I add an asterisk to that? I do have a drink a year, so I am ninety nine point nine 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 something repeating sober. I'm not a hundred percent sober on my birthday, January nineteenth. I do allow myself to have one drink. And that's it. But yes, every other waking minute of the year, I am sober. I do not drink. And I can I can attest uh, to anybody who may question that uh, he does stick to that one drink a year. Oh, yes. Um, because there there definitely have been times uh, where he's called me kind of on the edge, and I've I've had to talk him down. I'm sure others have as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I know it's I know it's a struggle. Um, what is in your mind, what, what's the, what's the biggest thing you've gained, uh, in your opinion from, from going sober? Uh, I can tell you what it is and it's probably not what you're expecting. Weekend mornings. Oh my God. So much time for activities, waking up, not hungover. You wake up at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock and you feel like you have all the energy in the world. And you're just like, wow, I actually can like go do stuff. And I don't have to like sleep in a couple hours because I'm hungover or stuff like that. That was the immediate thing where I was just – I would wake up like – that's kind of why I got into hiking a little bit here in Austin because I'd wake up at like you know, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning and be like, okay, what do I do? What do I go? I usually go grocery shopping, but some weekends I'm like, okay, let's go do something. Let's go to the park. Let's go to the pool. Let's go do something. And you know, you, you, get, you feel this energy about you when you wake up not hungover. It's awesome. Um, but on a, like a more abstract sense, the thing I've gained the most is like clarity. And like, uh, like I, I just, I know it's real now. It's not always pleasant. It's not always what I want to hear or what I want to feel or whatever, but I know everything I'm feeling is real. It's, it's, it's coming from me. It's not being amplified maybe by caffeine, but caffeine doesn't, isn't nearly as like toxic as alcohol is, but like, uh, it is me. It's, it's me. It's it's me. I whatever is happening to me is in me. And that means I can control it or I can do my best to control it. So that's that clarity and that like control and that like sense of myself has just it's so much better that way. Cause like just like if I make a mistake or I do something stupid, 
I would just kick myself when I did it drunk, and I would just be like, you know better than this. You're letting something control you, and now I'm in control, and that's oh, – that's the oh, – I love it. I love that sense of clarity, and I love that sense of like – Empowerment I think would be a good yeah, word. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's that's a good word for it, but I, I, I agree empowerment, but the clarity of it all, just like it's so – yeah, empowering, yeah. Yeah, I can I can tell you uh, as a as a thirty year old uh, that every every year it gets it gets worse. Every every drink just ends up ends up worse. Um, so I can tell you, you ain't you ain't missing anything other than than rough mornings. And let me tell you, I know this thing is about you, but um, when I when I wake up hangover like hungover now, um, which which isn't very often, I might add, because I because yeah. I don't I don't even I don't even really like this anymore, but. Um, sometimes when it gets bad, I will actually wake up and I will have like severe anxiety Yeah. all day for no reason. Like I've got mm-hmm. nothing, I've got nothing planned, nothing to do, but I will just feel anxious. So I'll feel hungover. I'll feel like crap, you know, dehydrated, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I'm just like shaking almost. I'm just like, feel like something bad either happened or is going to happen. It's just, it's a lot. I, I've, I feel I've actually... Yeah, I, I guess that's a good word for it. I kind of feel feel vulnerable, and um, it's it's kind of it's kind of started to lead me to like when I go over to a friend's house where normally I would sit down and I'd have like just a beer or something mm-hmm. like that, like not even not even something that would like get me in any way, shape, or form like truly intoxicated. I'm just like, nah, I'm 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 good. So like even even in my old age, I'm kind of veering against that. So I. I hear you. Um, yeah, that's natural. Like, I get that a lot. Like, a lot of people in our 30s are, like, slowly starting to get away from it all. Yeah, it's just, it's it's starting to become too much. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we get to some of this, the kind of the more off-the-wall, random, the, the fun segment is what I have it listed as. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I say this all the time. I try to say it every birthday, and uh, I really mean it. And it's hokey, it's really uh, cheesy, and it's very sentimental. Uh, if not for the people in my life, I wouldn't want to live. And that's that's morbid, but I mean it because, like, I, I don't I don't want to say I live for my friends and family, but like I I am so grateful that I have people in my life that understand me. And put up with me because, you know, I'm, I'm I think I'm a literally I had friends recently describe me. I'm not kidding. This just happened over the weekend. I had two friends describe me as the most wholesome dude they know. And I'm like, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. That's very sweet of you to say. But like I, I can be difficult. I can be moody. I can be distant. I can be insufferable at, to- at points. I can be, you know dominating conversations i can be very idiosyncratic I, I i'm aware of this but i really like that's the thing i love about my friends is that they love me despite what i consider my flaws and not only do they love that not only do they love me but they love that about me and i'm so grateful for that because like i think i can be a hard person to get to know and get to into love and like the fact that there are people in my life that that do it anyway <laughs> that don't have to like most of my friends i'm like why are you friends with me like i gotta tell them when when you and i were started being friends we're very different people like you and i are very different people and i remember we were at uh pelican what's it what was the old bar in baton rouge in baton rouge yeah where it had oh, the, uh, 
You talk about the one that had all the the the, the drafts along that back wall. Yeah, Pel- was it Pelican House? Yeah, I think it was Pelican House where they had lobotomy bock. Um, oh, lobotomy bock, mm, so oh. delicious. Um, I was I just remember I had a conversation with you once. Like we were just chilling at the bar. I was like, I don't understand why you're friends with me. I'm so different from you, and I, I like I feel like I waste your time, and like I don't. I don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. And I've had that conversation with other friends. Like, I just feel like I'm wasting their time. I'm boring or I'm not interesting or I'm like, you know, they could be doing a million other things that would be much more enjoyable than spending time with me or listening to me complain about my problems, usually girls related. But like the fact that people do it anyway, it's like I, I just feel grateful. I, like, I appreciate it. I love that I have friends. I love that I have people that when I do feel like I'm on the edge, I can call it 11 o'clock at night or like that call me and talk with me on the phone for two hours, just chit chatting about whatever. Like, I, I love it. I love all of y'all. And I don't say that enough, even though I do say it pretty frequently or consistently and regularly, but I don't say it enough because like, I just, I wouldn't, I'd be lost without all of the people in my life. Like I would be lost. Like I just, I would, I would be, I always joke that I'd be dead in a gutter somewhere, but probably that's not, not too far off. Like I just would be a very self-destructive mess without the people in my life. So I'm just I'm I'm really grateful for the, all that. Like looking back at the whole 98 episodes, now 99 episodes, like really appreciative that like I have all these friends that just were like support me and love me and care about me and willing to do what they want and, and talk to me. So like that's that's great, man. I, I can't tell you how grateful I am. I, I try to just now, but I, I really can't convey how grateful I am about it. Yeah, well, I can tell you uh, just from just for me personally, um, and I'm sure you can see it. Um, if you ever decide you want to go back and listen to nearly 200 hours of of pod footage, uh, I'm I'm not the same guy that uh, you 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 interviewed in what was it episode three or four or something like that. Um, I may have a, a lot of slight different uh, opinions uh, from from me back then. Please don't look those up for the love of God. Um, but. But to your point of like us just sitting there having, you know, having a conversation at the bar and, you know, you're like, why are you friends with me? It's like, well, because you're so different from me. You've actually you've opened my eyes to a lot of things that I don't think I would have ever heard or thought about uh, in this this red blanket of a state called Louisiana. Um, And you you have you have rubbed off on me a lot of things, a lot of really good things that I don't believe I would believe today or have ever thought about had I not known you. So every time we talk, I always feel like I get something out of it in mm-hmm. one way, shape or form. So um, that's why I'm your friend, because, you know, it's all about me and I'm getting a lot out of it. But yeah, I, but I had you- to realize that about you as well, because I didn't believe you because you've told me that before. And I just didn't believe it because I feel like I likewise reciprocate that I get so much from you that like. I just, I was like, I don't feel like I ever give anything to Steven. And even though you tell me you do, I had to accept it without necessarily believing it. I had to accept it because I'm like, well, he wouldn't lie to me. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I'd like to believe I have that kind of relationship with all my friends to varying degrees. So, all right. Well, let's get to the we, Enough of this. Yeah. But before, before we, before we hug and, and cry on each other's shoulders, uh, let's, let's liven the, uh, the mood up a little <laughs> bit here. All right. So for all your listeners, uh, this is, I know when we were talking about John in this in the last segment, I was I was kind of I was kind of a little all over the place with that. Um, I just get excited by a lot of these questions; they're really good. 
this one's going to be like twice as bad. It's going to be all over the place. We're going to go oh, from gosh. music to a fuck Mary kill to oh, sports. Gosh. We're going to go all over the place. But these are all really good questions by a lot of really awesome people. And I'm excited to see some of his answers for these. Um, Nick, let's. You didn't hear that. I just buckled up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's start off. Let's start off with uh, a question from Morgan and or Ben. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I assume Morgan asked these, but I don't. I don't want to discredit Ben if he, he was part of it because I did ask Morgan and said, "Hey, ask Ben for me. Y'all sure. come up with some stuff if you want." Um, let's start off with this one. This one's not really a question. Just. Your bucket list items. What's left on your bucket list? Have you have you done anything on your bucket list now? And what what else is on it? I'm working on a novel. I've talked to you about it, Maine Morgan. I'm still working on it. I hope to be done with a draft of it by the end of the year, but who knows? I've always wanted to go to Ireland. Not necessarily the UK or the British Isles, but I've always wanted to go to Ireland. I have no desire to go to Paris. I would go to Paris. I have no desire to. I've always wanted to go to Tokyo because I love the Japanese culture. I've, I love, I've always wanted to go to Tokyo. And yeah, ideally, I, I, I've always either wanted to live in Boston, Chicago, or New York. I, I don't ever expect to do that. I would like, I would like to, and maybe in the near future, I will. But I've always wanted to live in a major city. Like Austin's a big city, but it's not one of the major cities, at least in the central and eastern time zone. So I've always wanted to live in a big city, a big metropolis. Like living in New York would suck, but I would have always wanted to do it because it's like I've just romanticized that city so much that like in my mind, I just wanted to like demystify. It. And I think the only way I'd go about it is if I lived there for an extended period of time. It um, definitely seems like a U city if, if I can interject yeah. there. Um, or Boston. I love Boston as well. Um, and I love Chicago. So I've always thought about living there. I, I think it's from my lack of ambition. Like I've always lacked ambition in my life. But those are pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Those – Three things, main things that I mentioned. That's it. All right. Okay. So you have a very wide fandom when it comes to sports. <laughs> yeah. The Saints, Notre Dame, LSU, Arsenal. You're Arsenal all men and women's, by the way. Oh, excuse me. Don't don't want to don't want to forget anybody there. LSU women's soccer. Of all those teams that you are that you are a big fan of, mm-hmm. which of those teams do you most want? To win it all, like if, if 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 you could said, hey, I'd really want to see X team win a championship tomorrow. Which one of those teams would it be? Which one do you want to see win now the most? Only one. Only one. The Chicago Bulls. Uh, I've I've, really? I've seen yes, I've seen LSU win multiple championships. I've seen the Saints win a championship. Arsenal, that would be nice. Uh, we may win the win the Premier League this season, but if we don't, okay. Uh, uh, Austin FC, uh, they're very new, um, so I wouldn't be too upset. Um, uh, Arsenal men and women's, yeah, it's okay. Uh, LSU soccer, they're great, but they're never going to – I don't think they'll ever be that good. Notre Dame – Notre Dame was a close second because the last time they won, uh, it was 1988 before I was born, and they've never won it, and they've come close but never really close enough. Uh, So I think – Notre Dame would be a close second, but the Chicago Bulls, I've been a fan of the Chicago Bulls since uh, 2010. And I've, this team has been just like, it's, it's, there've been highs, there've been good times, but it's been mostly middling to bad times. And I would just, I just want to see them win one. Can I just see the Bulls win one championship before I die? I don't plan on dying anytime soon, but if you were like, pick a team, which team would you want to win a championship? I'd be like, please give me the Chicago Bulls because I just want one. 
They only won six, and it was all in the 90s with Jordan, and they have not done anything since. And I just want to see the Bulls win one championship in my life. That's it. Like, that's like, it's like them and Notre Dame. Um, but like, if I had to pick one, it's the Bulls because I, I, I love the Irish, I love Notre Dame. But it's just not – they really have no way – I just can't see them ever winning a championship considering the power dynamics of college football. But, like, the Bulls could – would you agree you're a basketball fan if several lucky breaks came our way? I mean, the Golden State Warriors used to be, like – the Cleveland Cavaliers have a championship. Granted, it took, like, the greatest player of all time to get it for them. But, like, it's – it is possible for a – mediocre to bad NBA team to win a championship. We've seen that. We've seen that in recent history. And I just think it's possible. And that's the one I want. I just want the Bulls to win one. Well, I got to tell you, it looks like the Bulls are uh, on pace for a fire sale coming up at the uh, the trade deadline. So you, you, you might have to wait uh, a little bit longer just for that one. one. It's going to be tough. One. I just want one. <laughs> All right. Um, Question here from Anthony. I feel like you probably you probably get down with this one. Uh, which sure. two of your favorite artists would you like to hear a collab from? Ooh, good. Ooh, good question. Good question. Well, can't talk about him anymore. Um, he's off the table. But Kanye, he's off the table. I can't can't condone that anymore. Um, so I've officially sold all my stock in him. Well, here let me let me let me let me throw another one at you too. It's kind of okay. it's kind of related since you mentioned Kanye. Uh, when you when you when you tell me your other two, what what is also Kanye's Worst song. Oh, God, that's a great question. Oh, man. Oh. Bad song by Kanye. Some of his more recent stuff has been really bad. I think Sunday. Oh, what the fuck is that song called? Sunday schools closed or Sunday schools open one of those. It was the I'm not even going to waste. It. it was a terrible, terrible song. But like classic Kanye. God, that's tough. That's really tough. Pretty much all of his like his first five to six albums, there really aren't any weak songs on there. There's some like okay songs, but most of them are good to great. Um, some of his more recent stuff, like I can't remember what it's. I think it's Sunday Sunday's Close or Sunday School's Close. It's really terrible. I don't even remember the name of it. It's so bad. Uh, but to your do your two acts that you you asked me about. I am a really big churches fan. And just to and just to re-ask the question, because um, yeah. you've been thinking about it for a while, which two of your favorite artists would you like to hear a collab from? I am a huge churches fan. I would love to hear them collaborate. Well, Daft Punk's retired, so I'm not going to count Daft Punk. Uh, the, okay, so the group I've been listening to lately is a is a Australian a Japanese Australian band called Lastlings. Uh, they have an album coming out this year. I think Churches maybe as well, but we'll see. They're both two electronic bands, electronic like to electronic synth poppy bands, and that's probably my favorite genre of music uh, as it stands. Um, they're they're doing stuff similar, but they do are they are distinct from each other. I would love to see them collaborate on like a song because like. I really love both singers, um, and I really love b all their stuff so far. Lastlings are a much more recent band than Churches, so I would I would say them hearing them collaborate on something would be very interesting. I would love to hear that. Okay, switching topics again. Sure. Uh, another one from Morgan. I've been I've been waiting to ask you this one because I I got I want to know. Um, 
This is a fuck Mary kill. Okay. Emilia Clark. Oh god. Emma Watson. <laughs> and Anna de Armas. If, if I'm oh, saying her name fuck correctly. you. Fuck you both. All right. God damn you both. You're going to make me say it, and I'm going to hate myself for saying it because I've had a crush on her since I was like 13 years old. <sighs> Fucking hell. Uh, F. Anna de Armas, Mary Amelia Clark, kill Emma Watson. I cannot. I hope Ooh. Justin doesn't hear this. He's probably going to hear this, and he would. He's. Man, I'll, look. I'll, man, look. Okay. Look. All right. Look. All right. I, look. I, I think Emma Watson's gorgeous. I've been. I've had a boyhood crush on her since I was thirteen. Um, but like, God, Amelia Clark, she's just, she's delightful. And like, Anna, Anna de Armas is so fucking sexy, dude. I'm sorry to talk like that. I don't like to talk about this publicly. But like, she's so goddamn sexy and gorgeous. Like, I just, there's no way. So, with apologies to Emma Watson. Um, sorry to kill you off. But like, yeah, Mary Amelia Clark, uh, F Anna de Armas, and uh. Yeah, fortunately, kill Emma Watson. Yikes! Rest in peace, Hermione. Um, look, that was tough. That, that's why I was like, that's "Ooh!" Tough. When she sent me that one, I was like, "I don't even, I don't even know if I could give you an answer." I'm surprised she could have made it tougher. There, there's like other people. I, there's, I didn't think y'all would include Emma. She would include Emma Watson. There was someone else I thought she would have included, uh, which would have made it a thousand times tougher. But I'll throw it out there. I thought she was gonna say Lucy Hale because Morgan. I think Lucy Hale is like so gorgeous. And I've had a crush on her since I was, like, a kid. Like, I think God, I think I was in college or, like, high school, senior year, when I first stumbled upon her and on Pretty Little Liars. And Lucy Hale, ew, she is so pretty. She is – I have such a crush on her, man. And, yeah, that, uh, would, that, would, that would make it tough for me, too. But I, I, know, I know for sure I am not – well, hold on. Who would you take out? Would you take out Emma Watson? Yeah, I would take out Emma okay. Watson. So it would be Amelia Clark, Anna de Armas, and Lucy Hale. Yeah. Ooh, that is. Ooh. I don't know what I would pick. I, I would have to pass on that one. I couldn't answer that question. I think I'd have to get rid of Lucy Hale. I cannot. I cannot answer that question. That is impossible for me to answer. But that. Oh God, that's equally tough. Yeah, it's it's really tough. Like Amelia Clark is like a number one for me. Like she's. I think she's the most. I think she's the most gorgeous woman on the planet. Like apologies to, you know, every other woman out there. Um, Especially apologies Mar- to your apologies to your future wife. You're just yeah, not that Marion Cotillard, Rihanna, Lucy Hale, Ana de Armas, uh, Isa Gonzalez, all these ladies that I'm really big fan of online. Uh, but yeah, dude, Amelia Clark, she's just oh man, just Khaleesi, man. Khaleesi. Khaleesi, that's it. That's all you gotta say. All right. Um from Rachel. If uh, if Jurassic Park were a real place, mm-hmm. would you attend? No. Would you go? Would you visit at all? None. No, even if it was free. They couldn't they couldn't even pay you to go there. Well, okay. I would need to go. The only way you could convince me to go is if like like even if Jurassic Park the stories didn't exist. Like Dinosaur Park. Would you want to go? Real life dinosaurs. I'd be like, I mean, I guess. I, I sure, I guess. Like, I mean, but I would be like, that's kind of weird. I would want like a few years to go by to know that like it's safe. It's like you know, nothing crazy is going to happen because I'm like, that's not natural. We shouldn't be cloning animals. That's just that's just that's risky. Right. Like, I'm not saying that because of obviously the influence of the actual stories by Michael Crichton. But I'm saying, like, that's kind of that's kind of weird, huh? We're kind of like bringing back things that are dead. That's that's kind of weird. Right. And these are like some of these are dangerous. And like, I guess like you could say the same, same thing about zoos. But like, 
I wouldn't want to go see uh, like swimming with sharks or like going into shark infested waters or like or like I don't know like I'm I'm definitely afraid of snakes like I wouldn't want to be around an anaconda or like I wouldn't want to I wouldn't go on safari like I have no desire to go like on an African safari oh look at the lions over there I'm good I can see them on YouTube I do not need to see any lion in person I don't need to see any of that that's that's good I'm I'm fine you you guys enjoy I- that. Yeah. I, I'm 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 with you there. I, I don't I wouldn't want to see that either. Uh, I know that 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 breaks Rachel's heart, but I, that would give me that would give me no joy. Probably a yeah. lot of anxiety and and just just not interested in that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right. Going back to Morgan here. How would how would your epitaph read? So I guess the, we're we're talking about like a tombstone here, right? Like it would be on my right. tombstone. Let me let me rephrase the question for. You. I'm going to ask you two ways. Mm-hmm. How would you think it would read? Or how would you, how would you have it, and how do you think other people would have it read? I think, well, I don't really. I'd have a hard time answering what I think other people would say because again, I don't really know what people really think of me. I'd like to believe I do, but I don't really know. And it would be broad, generic things like here lies a, a, a loved person. He was be missed, but like that's really tough. I've never thought about this. I've contemplated my own death several times. Um, but I've never really thought about like after like mem- being memorialized. Cause I never thought it would, I'd be worth remembering, but, uh, I guess just, you know, it was a good guy. He was good for a laugh. Did the best he could. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah, there we go. It was fun while it lasted. That's exactly what I would want. It was fun, fun while, while it lasted. lasted. You know what? I like that one. That one, that one's good for you. Fun while it lasted. Yeah. All right. This one. This one's for me. You're gonna love this one. Can anybody actually kill Dominic Toretto? You noticed they got rid of the Rocks character, really, because like they they Toretto sensed Vin Diesel sensed this is the only person that could kill me, so they had to get rid of him. They had to split him up. Uh, uh, I I thought it was because he wasn't family. Mm, it, yeah. He well he felt threatened, so he was like, "You're no longer part of my family." <laughs> uh, I think that he can be killed. But to su- <laughs> to suggest that Dom Toretto could not die and then be resurrected, like spiritually, or like three days later, I go to his cave and the door and the the rock in front of the cave has been rolled away, and after three days, our Lord and Savior Dom Toretto has arisen. Are you I'm suggesting su- that he's going to one up Paul Walker? I think he will die one day, but then he will come back as like. Dom, I thought you were dead. You can't kill me as long as I have family. Like I get, I can die, but I won't stay dead as long as I have family. Like, yeah, that shit. <laughs> that hurts my throat doing Dom Toretto's voice. By the way, <coughs> I yeah, can it's... do, I can do Ed Orgeron, like all day. I can talk like this, like go Tigers, like this. But like Dom Toretto fucking kills my throat. Then oh. pause. Take it out of context. <laughs> That's suggestive. Um. I won't say it because it's not – it's problematic now, but you don't know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> Tom Toretto kills my throat. God, that is so – if this was 10 years ago, oh, my God, I'd get roasted so bad for that. All right. This is, uh, this is potentially uh, – I'm just going to say this. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you to be careful with your words here so you don't, you don't offend anybody. Oh, gosh. But if it can be kind of a tough question. Uh, this is another one from Rachel. Uh, she said she said that none of these questions were podworthy yet. I've asked just about all of them. If you were suddenly informed that you were the father of a child, okay, 
and the mother is giving you the option of how involved in that child's life you'd like to be, mm -hmm. how do you answer? Um, I would, I'm not saying this to seem noble. I'm not seem, saying this to seem like a white knight or anything like that. Uh, I would absolutely 100% request, request to be involved 100%. Uh, the part of the reason I never wanted kids, I don't want kids. Um, I'm not saying I'll never have kids. I'm saying I don't want them. But, you know, things change. People change. Situations change. I would say that the reason I never wanted kids because the profoundness and significance of fatherhood is so overwhelming to me that it is raising I've, I've said this for years raising a kid seemingly raising the kids seemingly is the toughest job one can undertake aside from running a country and like i never want that responsibility or i don't think i'm cut out for that responsibility but if that thrust if that was ever thrust upon me i would i would feel it is my ethical and moral responsibility to be involved with that child's life as much as possible i, I mean this with my whole heart and for what it's worth, that is that's probably the exact answer um, that I expected from you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, John, do you collect anything? Also, oh, Rachel, I collect. Uh, I got a good movie collection going. I have some Blu-rays. Um, I think I've seen. I think I've. I, you know, I think you. I think you do actually. I think I've seen. Don't you have a? Oh no, maybe maybe I'm thinking of Rachel. I know Rachel has a very large movie collection. I used to have a really. You remember when I was moving? And I had to sell off or like give away a bunch of my DVDs and shit like that. Uh, I don't remember that. I still have the lamp that I bought from you, though. It's next. <laughs> still useful. Uh, I, I I used to have a big collection of DVDs, but then when everything went digital, I still have a good one. Um, collect. Um, I do have a. I use well. Okay, here's another thing. I used to collect. I used to. I still have a good assortment, but I I used to collect graphic tees like throughout high school. Uh, when I was a teenager, preteen, and into college, I used to love graphic tees. Like, I used to have, like, a graphic tee for, like, everything I loved, every sports team, every, like, anime, every TV show, everything. I was like, I got to have a graphic tee. I still do that a lot, uh, but, like, what happened, <laughs> what happened was that this was always when I was really skinny and I was an adult medium. And then, you know, as the older I got, I kind of grew into an adult large. So all those shirts stopped fitting. So I literally had to just like donate them because they would no longer fit or they would be too snug and uncomfortable. So um, I wear an adult large now. And uh, yeah, I've had to basically restart the collection over again. Um, but yeah, that was a big thing. Like it was, it used to have a lot of home videos, VHSs, DVDs, Blu rays. I still have some good Blu rays. Uh, and. Uh, what do you teams. what do you what do you get out of collecting them? Uh, I feel like this is honestly this is probably more of a a question for Rachel to be honest. If you look over, I, I know your listeners can't hear, but if you look mm -hmm. over my shoulder, uh, right here is where she's got every large binder possible of all these Pokemon cards that she never looks at. And I just don't understand as somebody who doesn't collect anything what mm -hmm. people actually get out of them, especially if you just don't look at them. First off, I need to make issue a correction. Uh, the listeners can see what's behind you because podcasting is a visual medium. I, I can't speak to what she does because that's – I feel like mine is a different form of collecting because, like, I – I'll just – like, for instance, my the T-shirts that I collect, I wear those. I go out and wear those. Like, I, I love wearing those, and I like having those options of what I can wear. The DVDs and Blu-rays that I have, I have – 
because obviously everything's going digital now. Anything, pretty much any movie you want, unless it's obscure, like really obscure, you can probably find it online somewhere to, to rent, to stream, whatever, right? Probably out there. The Blu-rays I collect and the shows that I collect on disc, on physical medium, are the ones that I'm like, I want to be able to watch these if my internet goes out. Working on the premise that the internet goes out, but the power's still on. Um, I need to, I want these to be able to watch where I don't have to worry about what, what service is this in? How much does it cost to rent this? I want to be able to have them so I can watch them at a moment's notice, even if I don't have internet. So that's why. So I'd like to believe my collecting is functional with the clothes or graphic tees and uh, 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 Blu-rays. Uh, but to her stuff, stuff you're never going to look at, I think it's just knowing – I would argue it's probably some cost fallacy. But I'll be generous here and say that like just knowing they exist, that you have them, you, it just it's, – it's part of a continuity of your life and your fandom. And like I think that's what's going on with her and other people like her. That's fair. Well, yeah, it's, it's a good thing that this isn't about her. This is about you. Sure. <laughs> um, all right. Let's hop back to uh, let's hop back to Morgan over here. Um, I think this is kind of similar to one we talked about earlier. Well, maybe that, that was pot related. This is this will be a little different. Um, if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be, and uh, what would you talk about? Dinner. Okay. Uh, first off, I know where I'd want to go. In and out. Um, Love In and Out. Oh my it's so good. god! It's so not even a good. nice restaurant. You couldn't not even like a home cooked dinner. A nice In and Out. That's re- maybe that's why you're single. I'm sorry. I had to. Go I I Come fucking on, love In and Out. And honestly, I would love to just be able to eat a burger and some fries with. Uh, uh gosh, that's such a tough question because I really don't. I don't revere as many people as you'd suspect. Like, Again, I go back to Obama. Like, I would love to spend time with him, but I feel like I'd be wasting his time, and like, I wouldn't be able to really talk to him because I would be. Well, I mean, that would be a good. In- I mean, just. I mean, you can you can think that, but I mean, if you if he was somebody that you wanted to just sit down and have a, a dinner conversation with, I mean, that that qualifies. Yeah, I think I would go Obama this time then because like, I think I could if we could because he's also a Bulls fan, and I know he's a White Sox fan like me. Uh, I think if we talked about sports while we ate. And not talk about politics and not talk about like whatever. Uh, although I'd love to, but like if I only had like a dinner with him. Yeah, I think I would like, yeah, I would talk sports with him. I feel like he knows his shit with basketball. Yeah. I can tell you that that would be, that would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Maybe like, I'm trying to think of any sports stars that I'd like to talk to or hang out with. Oh, you know what? If I couldn't have Obama, I would love to have lunch or dinner with Cam Jordan. Cam Jordan. Uh, defensive end for the Saints. That's right, defensive end, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, I I forget positions in sports all the time. So, or, or in pro football, that like I just I'm like, wait a minute, are they like a linebacker or a defensive end? So yes, defensive end Cam Jordan for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I would love, and we would need to go to In and Out for this. Uh, but I would love to hang out with Cam Jordan. Like that would be a lot of fun. Like hanging out with him. I love that dude. He's so great. Um. So yeah, he'd probably be the one. I'd probably be like, hey man, you want to like grab some wings or like a burger or like go out somewhere? So yeah, Cam Jordan. With That's apologies good. to President Obama. That's a good one. Okay, so we're coming up. We're coming up on the ninety-minute mark. Um, that is actually that is roughly what I guesstimated. Yeah. All of this would be. I don't know. I feel like that's probably a good time. I know that we, you and you and I, can generally just talk for 
for hours on end and next thing you know we're at the three hour mark and you've got to cut this down into you know 90 minutes or less so we're making good time um 120 minutes or less i try not to go over two hours two hours is like oh god that's really long but like yeah 90 minutes is probably the bet the the goal the, the the target yeah so i feel like we're making good time I've asked all the interesting questions that I could find. Um, shout out to you know everybody who who helped participate: Justin, Anthony, Rachel, Meg, um, and and Jasmine, who I've not mentioned her name yet. However, she's the one who gave me the idea for this this or that that's coming up soon. Um, so big oh. shout out to her, um, and also Rachel, who uh, I would say helped me uh, write all these this or that's. But I'm going to be <laughs> honest with you, uh, she decided to wake up one morning, have a coffee, and did it all herself. Um, so I love you, a- Rachel Vastola. She did a very large part of this, and I've, I've added a couple here or there that I felt uh, were probably better suited for the this or that than, a, than an actual question. Oh, okay. So on that note, why don't we move on to that? This will, this and, will be a quick— And Morgan and Ben. You forgot Morgan and Ben. Oh, and Morgan and Ben, of course, of course. Um, so let's let's move on to this or that. Uh, we'll, we'll try and go semi-quick with it. If you want to give any kind of explanation for whatever you choose, you can. Sure. Let's, try and keep it to, let's try and keep it to a few words, maybe a sentence or so, sure, sure, sure. and then we'll move on. All right. We'll start off with this one. This one specifically came from Jasmine, uh, and I'm curious of, of this as well. Uh, candy corn or circus peanut candy? Circus peanut candy. I wouldn't like it, but candy corn is fucking atrocious. It is. You're, you're not wrong there. Uh, cats or dogs? <sighs> dogs. Uh, definitely dogs, uh, but not by like a huge margin. Would you rather cook or would you rather clean? Cook. I hate cleaning. I oh, see on the other way. Ba- I feel like I feel like this one. This one should be. I, I know this one, but for our audience, bath or shower? Oh, shower, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy I mean. a bath every now and then, but like a shower. I mean, if you actually had like a legit like a like a standalone tub or something, would you would you use it? Like, would you chill out yeah. in there? I mean, I feel like you could get use out of it. Yeah, I, I definitely would. Like on like if. I'm starting to well not severe but like I have bad have, I, I have had back problems like either lifting something or doing something wrong or whatever or just like sleeping wrong there have been times where I'm like man I really wish I could have a bath to soak in right now but uh yeah definitely shower definitely okay. shower with you there um football or basketball what do I like to watch or what do I think is the better sport uh up to you no context on this one just football or um, basketball god damn basketball i have to say wow. basketball. okay yeah i'm i'm surprised i thought i i knew it would be tough for you i kind of thought it'd be football um okay this one uh specifically comes from anthony uh prince or michael jackson god damn it oh no <laughs> oh you thought you thought you thought i was done with the hard ones right oh no oh no <sighs> god that's so tough i know a lot of people who may be listening or be like, duh, Michael Jackson. No, you don't understand. If you know half of the stuff, I don't, I wouldn't even call myself the biggest Prince fan, but like Prince is like, like dog. We're talking about a rivalry, a legit rivalry that took up a good portion of the eighties for a lot of people. Oh shit. God. I'm not going to try to sound like the hipster and pick Prince here, but like, fuck, that's tough. Oh man, I hate to do it. I, I gotta go Michael Jackson. But like that's such a tough call. That's definitely a 40. That's like a 49.99 to 50.001. Like that's so fucking tough, man. 
Okay, I'm glad we got a good one out of that one. Um, uh, that's tough. Pokemon or Digimon? Ooh, 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 another tough one. Um, this ain't I tough. A, yes, I was a big fan of both as a kid. Um, big fan of both. I was a big fan of Digimon, and I was a, I'm still a big fan of Pokemon. I think I got to go Pokemon because while the Digimon anime, I feel like, was better than the Pokemon anime, the Pokemon games, I've literally been games. playing those since I was nine years old. So I think I got to go Pokemon on that the one. Games, yes, the games. All right. Um, love or money? Always choose love. Money, you can't take it with you. Um, but if you believe in spiritualism or if you believe in an afterlife, I do think that love lasts longer than money. Or, you know, if someone's gone, like, you know, their money – yeah, you know what? That's fine and all, but like the love is what you're really gonna carry. Like, like, like for instance, if I passed away, um, and I have life insurance, and I know that like it's a, it's a good amount of life insurance, and it's going to my mom or my brother. They're the two benefactors, right? Fifty fifty, right? So that money, you know that that they're gonna appreciate that money. It's a lot of money, but like I I think that the love is what they're really gonna hold on to. So I I'd have to go love on that one. Fair answer. I understand. I understand it either way. That's a fair answer, though. Would you rather end all war? I'm assuming that this is how this should be understood sure. here. Would you rather end all war or end world hunger? Oh, God damn, dude. That's a fucking. That's a whole philosophy like seminar, like philosophy course right there. Because like I could ask so many questions. It is. Can I? If if I may, can I? Can I actually give you sure. my answer? I would. I would end world hunger. Um, because one, it's actually something that's, that's attainable today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, I feel like people are always going to fight. Um, so even if they're not having a war, there's still probably going to be fighting going on. But in, in terms of something that we can actually attainably do, I think we can end world hugger. Yeah, because like it goes, in, oh, shit, I'm about to get super pedantic here and philosophical, but like it goes into what you define as war. Cause like what I would want to end is all cruelty and like all violence and all conflict uh but like war like i mean if if you if war isn't declared and it's like a massacre is that war or is that just violence so i think i have to go because of the ambiguity of the term war um i'd have to go world hunger because like yeah you could save so many more people so many billions of people's lives would be improved if they had sustenance and didn't have to worry about like providing for that like or finding a way for sustenance yeah, shit, we might even have less war if everybody was, you know, full. Yeah, definitely. Out there. Um, deaf or blind? Oh, I've thought about this a lot. I would go blind because as much as I love film, as much as I love visual mediums, I love music probably more than I love film. I feel film is great. I love film. But music more immediately and more effectively and more efficiently inspires emotion and response out of me so i i have to be able to listen to music i listen to music all day like i listen to music all goddamn day i'm on the other side of that one mm. ocean floor or outer space <sighs> neither i i shudder at the thought of being placed in either uh i guess ocean floor yeah i go ocean floor i have no business in space like our good well, you have Justin. no you have no business at either one of them to be completely honest. Neither do yeah. I, for that matter. Yeah, uh, I've talked to Justin about this. Justin was like, "Man, I wish you could go into space. How cool would it be to be in space and explore space?" I was like, "I have no business in space. Space terrifies me, and the bottom of the ocean terrifies me as well." But like, eh. hold on, have you ever have you ever thought about zero gravity intercourse? 
because that is what outer space can give you. And uh, I, I know I know you weren't course. expecting that one, but it's just something to think about. Uh, All right, look, I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect lately. And, uh, it's it's a it's a space video game, space RPG, and it's just it's just. You can you can have like you can make like a romance between your character and like some of your other like crewmates and shit and um you know they, you could there's scenes where you can have them get it on and it's just like dog what would that be like in space Sorry, I, I had, have, to, had to get it from PG to R for a second there but it's just man that would be that would be awesome that's I just have me no desire at all to go to leave the earth at all absolutely not uh so i have to go underwater but that is god that was that's probably the hardest i've laughed all day that was fucking hilarious i did not see that coming uh crossword or sudokus crossword i've never done a sudoku in my life uh fork or spoon fork definitely fork uh i feel like you can do more with a fork yeah 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 you, you should be able to all right, this one comes from Jasmine. Uh, on a 24-hour loop, okay. which one are you watching? Joker or The Blind Side? And just for context, just for context for people listening, uh, uh, I asked him what his two most hated films were that he could think of, and those are the two that he gave me. So Joker or The Blind Side on a 24-hour loop? Oh which one God. are you picking? God damn it. Uh, both... Both include Oscar winners that I I genuinely think are talented, but fuck both those movies. I hate those. Fu- God damn, I hate those fucking movies. Uh, the third one, by the way, was Pitch Perfect. I, I mentioned if you wanted a third, Pitch Perfect was another fucking film I hate. Uh, I hope Kev is listening so he can hear me say that because fuck that movie too. Uh, I couldn't list. I think it'd have to be The Blind Side, even though I'd probably lobotomize myself. Uh <laughs> Because fuck that movie so goddamn much. Like, I don't mean to make light of this because this is a very serious topic, but I'm going to make light of this as to, to, to convey a point. If I had to sit through 24 hours of The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, I would probably kill myself because that film is such a boring, dull, dour, like, so fucking grim movie that, like, I don't think I'd make it through a fourth viewing so that's like eight hours like nine hours like i would i would kill myself again not to make light of suicide it's a very serious topic but like i would fucking kill myself because that film is so depressing and so joyless and so bore i can't emphasize this enough that film is so fucking boring and it's so dull i might need to rewatch it i don't even remember a lot of it i only saw it once and i thought it was okay is so creepy and not in like an interesting or like ooh, this is creepy no it's it's, origins right i mean yeah but not really because it's it's not well well, that's what it was supposed to be right i'm thinking of the right film right yes you are 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 but it's god damn i fucking hate that movie so much (laughs) it's so bad it's so bad and that man won an oscar off a terrible fucking movie and i mean sandra bullock won an oscar off a terrible fucking movie in the blind side as well but like that film is at least warm in approaching, like, All right, all right, all right. We, t- Sorry, we touched yeah. the nerve. We can, we can move on. Fuck both of those movies. Do do 101st episode. You can talk about that. Uh, all right, back to uh, something hopefully that's not as um, 
you know, yeah, whatever that was. Uh, tea or lemonade? Lemonade. Well, okay. Hot tea, yes, over lemonade. But like room temp or cold, I got to go lemonade because tea is not supposed to be cold. Tea is supposed to be hot. Uh, white wine or red wine? Back when I drank, I was always a white wine guy. Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio. Uh, what's the other one? What's the other white? I can't remember. Uh, Chardonnay, Pinot Grigio, like a Riesling. Yeah, Riesling. That's the one. Uh, um, like your 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 sparkling, like your champagne. I guess oh, technically your champagne. I was a big champagne guy yeah. back in the day. So yeah, white definitely. Oh, those New Year's. Good times. Good times. Um, oh, this one should be interesting. Movies or music? Well, I just talked about this. Talk. Well, I guess that plays into your deaf or blind because yeah. you, you would have music. So I guess you'd, you'd have to pick music for that one. Yeah, right? I, I love film. I love film. I love visual mediums. But like I can't I couldn't live without music. I could not live without music. That's fair. All right. Um, I think I know the answer to this one. Bacon or beef? Oh, bacon. 100%. Bacon no. is my favorite food on the planet. All right. Speaking of food, uh, this one comes in from Anthony. Uh, and, and considering one of the answers you gave earlier, uh, not on this list, I might ask for another question. I, I feel like I know your answer, and it's very disappointing because uh, I thought maybe this would be a competitive one. Uh, Popeyes or In-N-Out? In-N-Out, yes. Um, Popeyes is only for Saints games. Unbelievable. I, we just cannot get you off this In-N-Out train. I love fucking train. Popeyes. I love fucking Popeyes. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. But In-N-Out. Yikes. Okay. Uh, Nintendo or Sony slash PlayStation? Even though I don't own a currently own a Nintendo system, I have to go Nintendo. I, wow. I'm shocked. Because okay. there was – okay, so there are a bunch of Resident Evil games that were on Nintendo systems, but there were no Nintendo games that were on Sony, to, the, to my knowledge. So Okay. Just for the record, I have one more question I want to ask you. That okay. is not related to this. I forgot to ask it. I just saw it sure, out of the corner of my eye, and I can't forget it because I feel like this one's going to be awesome. Because you only yeah. play you only play one of two games, so this is either going to this question is either going to go one of two ways. But we'll get to that. All right. Um, so she already had tea on lemon tea and lemonade on here, but she also has coffee or tea. Tea. I'm always tea. I, always I, a tea guy. I do enjoy coffee. Like I've been going to coffee shops to write frequently, but yeah, I'm a tea guy. Okay. Uh, the beach or the pool? Not a big fan of either, really, but I'd go beach because, like, at least it's scenic. Like, no pool is, like, the nicest pool is not as scenic as the nicest beach. I always feel like beaches are dirty, even when they're not. I just feel like I'm dirty. I don't That's feel that fair. way at pool. That's, That's why I, like, I, I go pool on that one. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to assume you know who these people are. Um, if not, shame on you. Uh, Brittany or Christina? I got to go my girl, Christina, Extina Aguilera. Uh, shout out to Latinas out there. I, I can give you an answer if you'd like it, but if you don't, we can just move on. Or I can For give what? you a reasoning. Sorry, Oh, reasoning. oh I, it's up to you. If you want to keep it short, you can. I'll say this. Britney Spears is not that talented of a singer. She's a good performer. She's not a good singer. I, refi- I reject all, all evidence or arguments to the contrary. Christina Aguilera sang a song called Hurt. No Britney Spears song, her best song, does not come close to the amazingness amazingness sure let's go with it amazingness of christina aguilera's hurt and i encourage anyone to listen to it it's a sound it's a sad song it's a downer but like she actually can sing and britney spears can kind of sing fair all right we're talking about peanut butter here crunchy or smooth it's always smooth any people who like crunchy peanut butter are psychopaths and they need medical attention they need mental health providers to help them because they're fucked in the head wow that's that's a very strong feelings about um 
I looked at Ben and Morgan, and Ben and Morgan were country people, and I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? Wow, just calling out Ben and Morgan. I want them. I would say this to their face. These people love you, okay? Have some respect. All right, uh, boxers or briefs? Oh, well, I guess boxers. What am I wearing right now? Yeah, I'm wearing boxers. I'm wearing boxers. Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Twitter. The answer is Twitter, uh, even though Elongated Muskrat currently owns it still um, at time of recording. Um, Instagram is fun, but Twitter is vital. Pens or pencils? Uh, G2 Pilot pen. Figured. Uh, bar soap or body wash? Body wash. Uh, I've had bar soaps that like have given me skin breakouts, like rashes or stuff like that. Like it's really, it's, it's like, okay, so that's when I exclusively switch to body washes. I've never had a body wash cause any problems on my skin. Okay. All right. Last one for the, this okay. or that. We managed to do these a lot slower than I thought. However, I, I feel like I, I feel like I kind of should have expected this though because it's you. I mean, I can um, edit it. It's fine. No, it's it's all right. You leave in whatever you want. Um, all right, this one comes from me, and okay. this is this is me just trying to figure out how much you hate the Falcons. Okay. Okay. Root for the Falcons, or root for everybody else you hate. So USC, Tottenham. Whoever LSU soccer's rival, Alabama, USC. all of them. He's speaking Would you rather of root for the Falcons or root for all of them? For anyone not aware, he's speaking of the Atlanta Falcons, the mortal enemies of the New Orleans Saints, and you know the mortal enemies of all things decent and wholesome in the world. In the world. Uh, God, it's tough. No, it's not uh, that I'm, tough. It's not that tough. Fuck the fuck the Falcons. I hope they lose every fucking oh, game. Piece of shit I, ass franchise. I hope they go 0 and 17 every season. And I laugh at their pain. And I'm glad. I don't want anybody to suffer. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Never wish that. But like, I want them to lose every game. Fuck that team. I hope they, God, embarrass themselves forever and go ringless and championship list for the rest of human existence. Fuck the Falcons. Well, if you can take anything away from the pod, it's uh, John's feelings towards the Falcons. Uh, I don't hate many things. I don't really don't hate many things, but I fucking hate that team. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got one more question for you that I forgot to ask earlier, and I was actually okay. really excited to ask it, and I can't believe I forgot about it. This one comes from Rachel. It's the best question oh, she gosh. asks out of all of this. No, this is good. This one is not bad. I'm just very curious. So I know that you only play like two video games on that PlayStation, and I'm not, I don't know which one that you've played the most recent. However, the question is this. How long would you survive in the world of the last video game you played? Well, I played GTA most recently. Uh, I don't, you know, I mean, as long as you're, it seems like it's full of NPCs that just go about their business. So I think I could survive pretty long in GTA. Although, like, as crazy as I am in that game, like just randomly running people off the road and running into them on sidewalks. uh, Yeah, I think that... um, so the two games he's probably referring to are Resident Evil 2 Remake and GTA 5. Well, that's not fair. I also played Kingdom Hearts, and I do play Spider-Man, and G- Resident Evil 4 is coming out soon. So I Well, no, but I mean, the, the two games yeah. you play the most of, especially yeah, Resident true. Evil, is that that's one, true. and then I heard that you were, it, I, I heard, I saw you and Anthony were talking about yeah, that you played definitely. GTA recently. So I was I, like, I, well, this could go one of two ways on this question. Uh, the answer to your question is GTA, uh, I played it the other day, um... I think I could live pretty long. Uh, I would just have to live on the outskirts of town because it seems less crazy shit happens out there. Uh, but just for the shits and giggles, Resident Evil, I think I could survive pretty well because uh, 
I've been playing those games for over 20 years now and uh, pretty much know what not to do and how to like survive in those games. Um, but that's a whole other pod. I love, dude, I fucking love Resident Evil. It's such a perfect game. I don't, I don't get it. It's just another zombie thing. I don't get it. It's the but, zombie thing. It started I, it. It was, well, House of the Dead started it, but Resident Evil's the the one, though. I don't, I don't get it. All right, that's, um, that's all I've got for you. Um, <laughs> we are, we are running at time. Um, yeah. we're, we're a little over an hour and a half, which is about where I wanted to be, minus a, a few minutes for some bullshit here or there. Um, so what's what's next? Um, you've got. I mean, do you do you have any plans for your your hundredth episode? Do you do you do you know what you're going to do for it? Yep, it's going to be a two parter. Um, probably expect it before the summer. Let's see, we're in January now, going into February. Probably March is when I'm going to start it. Maybe February. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so yes, it will be a two parter. Last episode, episode one hundred, it will be a two parter. Uh, the first episode will be. Um, I might rope my stepdad into it, but he's probably not. I don't want to waste Will's time with that shit. But the first episode will be a conversation between me, but between my mother, my brother, and I. Uh, that'll be the shorter part because I will probably only talk for an hour. Um, I want to have a conversation with them. Um, that's gonna be the first part, and the second part will be, I ideally, there's no way I'm gonna be able to accomplish this, but ideally it would be to get everybody on a massive Zoom and have a giant interview, but that would be kind of chaotic. So what I think part two is going to be is going to be a super long part two that uh, is going to be like I've done in the past with Christmas and Fourth of July, where I had a bunch of friends on a live one. one. Yeah, a well, not a live one, one but well, like uh, like an, an, an ensemble one. Where it's just like we'll talk for twenty minutes and then hop to somebody else and talk for ten minutes and it's gonna basically be a goodbye, or like a looking back or like reflecting back on all the episodes. I'm gonna have to look at the stats and remember all the episodes. Like I really, part of it's gonna be calculating how much time everyone's done like on the ninety nine other episodes. Uh, so that's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah, so that's going to be coming, and that's it. That's that's the it. Uh, I thought I would be, be more. That'll be the end of the pod. It'll go right to the grave. Well, I, I thought about for a long time what would come after this because I do want to keep doing it, but um, I've had many a setbacks since the pandemic as far as podcasting, and I do feel like it's a scene. Not that I was a big, uh, not that I was a big presence on the scene, I, but I do lament that the scene has reached. I think a saturation point that is I'm uncomfortable with. So I don't think I'll rush back into it anytime soon. I feel like after a little bit of time, the itch will come back and then I'll be really inspired to do it again and do something new with it. I really had a lot of plans to like spin off and do a bunch of other different things and take ideas that I I touched on in the pod and then make them full shows on their own. But I just it's it's really hard, dude. It's really hard to uh, to self start and like really hard to facilitate and like really hard to like also host and edit and all that stuff. So it would be an endeavor, but like I've always wanted to do it professionally, but I don't even know how I'd go about that. So uh, that would be the dream to do it professionally is like a gig. But at the same time, it's just like there are so many podcasters. There's so many podcasts. There are so many channels. There are so many different things. Again, I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm being drowned out because it's not like I ever made a lot of noise, but it's just it's become so 
There's un- a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I hate to boil it down to these terms, but like it's become so uncool to have a pod. And I'm not saying I had one to be cool, but like it's, it's like the difference between like having a spot. Like I always thought of it as like, oh, that's a spot I always go to. I'm not saying it's cool to go to that spot, or I'm not saying this is the coolest thing on the planet or the greatest thing on the planet, but that was kind of like, oh, I I go to that too. I do that too. I'm a fan of that as well. But then, like, everybody became a fan of it, and everybody goes to it. Like, And now I'm just like, I'm not really comfortable being associated with this anymore. Not really. Maybe one day I'll come back to it. But, like, it's really not – I really have a a disdain for it now because I feel like – even though I got in the game really late in 2016, I feel like it's become something even worse than it when I started. And so I really have no, I don't know if I have the desire to continue because again, it's kind of like lame now, like even lamer than when I started, which is saying something. That's fair. I mean, look, <laughs> but, I mean, you, you, you made it into the best product that you can. Um, I'm sure that, that, that everybody that's listening, including myself, um, and, and well, I'll, I'll be, I'll be frank with you. I, I, I've only listened to a handful of your podcast and never the yeah. ones that I'm on. Cause I don't want to hear my own voice. That's so but, funny. But, um, but I, I mean, you've, you've, you've made this into a, into a really good show. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that I've talked to that's listened to them has, has enjoyed them. Um, you, you range from a lot of different topics on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And I almost, I almost wanted to say that maybe there's something out there for everybody in mm-hmm. this in this podcast so congratulations on that um i'm just gonna tell you to finish that finish that damn novel man just so i can read it i'm working on and i know morgan wants on. to read it so just finish yeah. the damn novel i'm working then come back to this but anyway well, i had a question i had a question for you oh okay shoot how did you like hosting uh was I it harder it. or easier than you expected uh it was it was harder because i felt that there was a lot more pressure on me to to get everything ready and, and do it and and just just so the viewers are aware, like John still has to go and edit all this shit. He's got to do all the work. I just wait until it comes out now, and they'd be like, "Hey, look what I did." But I can tell you, just putting together this one was was I'm not gonna say it was stressful, but like I had to follow up with a lot of people. I had to check in, do this. I I, I made a thousand different notes. I made sure I included everything that I wanted to. I read an entire script for that intro that you heard me yell at. Um, I enjoyed it, but I tell you what, I don't think I could do that in a hundred times. It's so it's, I've, I've really decided that like, if you're going to do podcasting, you either are the host or you're the producer. Do not be both. Like it's too draining to do both. So the host, you know, you, you present the questions, you present the topics, you guide the conversation, but the producer is the one who edits and facilitates the guests and arranges everything. So doing both, that's the worst part. The, or having to do having to wear both hats is the worst part. And I'm not yeah. complaining because it's fun, but it's it's where it becomes work. It really well. Does. It also it also matters who you're talking to. I, yeah, exactly. I, I I like hearing you talk. I, you always have very insightful things Thank to you. say. Um, but I <laughs> I know that that maybe you have some guests that that maybe. Maybe that's not the case for all the time. One or two. One or two. Yeah. So I, I get it. Like, I, I get it now being like, if, if I had to ask a lot of these questions to like somebody who was like, I don't care what your answer is, I, this would be miserable and I would have hated it. So it yeah. does help who's on the other side of the camera. Absolutely. And you, Dalvin, Ben, Morgan, Justin, my brother, Rachel, Vastola, 
Um, Anthony as well. Uh, and Meg. Who? Well, well, if you're if you're talking about who who submitted questions, Meg. But uh, oh yeah, well I was just talking about all the guests I've had on. Um, my friend Alex, she was always great. Um, who else? Oh, uh, Jasmine, of course. I forget because she wasn't on that many episodes, but. Uh, some of my cousins uh yeah but like yeah it's that's why i kept coming back to y'all because it was like i could talk to y'all about pretty much anything for an hour or two um but yeah that's the biggest problem is like you gotta have someone you're interested in talking to like you can't like i i don't know how people who like have random guests on or like if they do it for like i'll probably cut all this out because i'm rambling but like you know like those like news programs or publications that have like you read our you read our articles here's our podcast it's like if you had to, like, if I had to interview random people every week or like every other week or like forty weeks out of the year, that's a challenge, man. Because you're like, how do I make this interesting? How do I not bore them? This is going to be a drag if it sucks, and it's dude, it's so tough. And then you have to like, how do I make this engaging for an audience? It's just like, god damn, dude, it's so, it's so many factors. I don't, well, I don't know how people who do it professionally do it. Well, I was going to say it's probably different when it's your only gig. Yeah, because that's true. That's what you're focusing on as opposed to, you know, still working that nine to five and then doing this on the side. It Absolutely. makes it makes it a lot worse. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was um, that. that's it. That's all I got. Um, this was this was a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully everybody uh, that is that's listening was able to learn something new about you. I feel like we covered a lot of different things. I know, I know I went all over the place, but that was, that was kind of the point with this. We were just trying to make it light and fun. Um, so hopefully that's what everybody got out of it. Like John mentioned earlier, he's, he's going to be working on his 100th episode. He's got a two parter coming out with it. Um, he's hoping to have that done by the summer and then, and then that'll be it. So, um, you know, everybody out there, make sure you guys stay tuned, be on the lookout for it. And, uh, we'll see you and hear from me when we hear from you. This will be going out uh, Wednesday the 2nd. Yeah, no, 1st. Sorry. This was fun. Uh, this was everything I dreamed of. I'm so glad we got to do this. This was, uh, man, this was special. This was, I don't think there's another word for it than special. Good. That's what I was aiming for. Okay, guys. Uh, I'll take over. I'll wrap it up because uh, I have more practice than this. Thank you for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe, share. There aren't many much left, but I uh, hope if you listen to this, Got a long, extensive back catalog of really good episodes that you might give it a shot. Um, I hope you listen. I hope you like this. Thank you, Stephen. I love you very much for doing this. You you excelled at it. I think you're – I don't necessarily know – I wouldn't call this your calling, but I think that you have a knack for this, and you are much better at it than I think you suspect. Um, you did great tonight, man. Cool. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed having – I enjoyed being on. I enjoyed doing it. You uh, you got to work on your rambling. My God, even 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 I can't moderate that. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I just I'm loquacious. What can I say, man? I I want to, I I, I feel compelled to, to to articulate myself and like really, it, like drive home a point. I, I I just feel like more is, like it's better to to overshare than like just be hurt and boring. Charmin. That is all, Charmin. Okay. I will talk to you later. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for listening, guys. I love you. This will come out Wednesday. Give my best to Rachel and thank you. Tell her how much I appreciate all her help. And I will convey to everybody who uh who who's who brought who provided contributed. Contributed. contributed.
uh, provide a question and contribute. I will give them all thank yous. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. I will uh, talk to you later, Steven. All right, man. See you, bud. Bastola and friends! <laughs> Not quite. Bye, Bye. Sometimes I know right off the bat, especially if it's themed, like if it's sports or like music related, I know what we're going to talk about. But a lot of times when it's just random, uh, I don't know what I'm actually going to call the episode. Um, but uh, I had I had this come to me. Take it for what you will. Maybe it's stupid. Maybe not. I don't know. But it just it just came to me when I was sure. looking over everything. Meet your maker. Hmm. That's a very good one. I think I might go with that. That sounds like a good one to go with.